one, when you're looking at the prices of a ticket, how many of y'all actually check the first class price? Nobody. Like I don't, I don't, I, I find out the cheapest flight that I can get and I and I book mm, it. Okay. I'm not even considering first class until I saw that. Yeah. So moving forward, it's like, oh, I need to, I, I need to at least see what it costs because now I see somebody that's regular like me sitting there. So you don't know how many people in your spot. I had never even thought about getting on a plane. I didn't even think, not a plane, but a private private jet. I didn't think that was for people like me. Yeah, and I didn't need, bro, my last job, I worked at the private airport. My 10th job I got fired from. My favorite quote is by Oliver Wendell Holmes. It says, once your mind is expanded to a new concept or idea, it's hard to go back to its original way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So anything you see, it's like, oh, I can have. So I every day, all I would see was millionaires and billionaires get on jets. I mean, every day, regular people. I was the guy. I was the uh, mess guy. I would go up, take the mess off the plane. That was my job. But every day, I'm seeing them get you say on the mess guy. What do you mean? Like basically, I would go take like when they go to the bathroom, I gotta go get word. Yeah, and I would vacuum the planes out and do whatever, drive them wherever, drive them wherever they need to go. I do whatever, like mm-hmm. a servant essentially. Um, so. I would do that every day. No, that's cool. Serve your way to success. I like that. But that's what I was doing. Like, whatever it takes. It was the dirty job. But for me, it was like, I saw that. I'm like, yo, I got to make this happen one day. And then it happened for nine years. I said, I'm going to fly private one day. My mentor called me and said, hey, you want to come fly with me private? You think I don't? And it just exposed me to like, yo, that's the highest. Like, that's a, a new level. But if you didn't know what it, it existed, you wouldn't even do it. So I'm trying to, like you said, take. I'm trying to go see what everything is about out here to see wh- which things I want to continue to do or which thing. Nah, I don't need to do that again. <laughs> and three, two, one. You're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mister Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. You want to do it? You like doing this? Welcome to another edition of the Social Media. See, you got out those emails. That's why I don't... Come on, we're a professional Come on, production we are professionals, here. Chance. You don't have to point out the imperfections. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. My name is Donnie Wiggins. I am David Chance. And we have a special guest. I wasn't going to announce it. We got to, like, build it up. Oh, okay. We got to build it up. We got to, like, bring them in. You know what I mean? We don't have a special guest in the house right now. <laughs> uh, biggest lesson learned this week. Biggest, oh, <clears throat> biggest lesson learned this week. Seriously, I was just praying about it in the car on the way here. Not my timing, God's timing. Explain. So there are things that I've been praying for, asking for, meditating for, and just even in reflecting on things that I've received and how I received it. So I started going through an old journal. Anybody ever gone through those old journals? Those old journals get you, right? And there are things that I am doing today that literally I put out into the atmosphere and prayed for five years ago, three years ago. And I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. And I forgot that I actually asked for this a long time ago. But me five years ago, probably didn't see it happen in my timing that I was like, God, if you by the end of the month do this and it didn't happen. So me five years ago, probably said it's not meant to be and just kind of pushed it to the side. Mm. But now that I'm doing those things, I'm like, his timing, not mine. For sure. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yours? Uh, ooh. Um, biggest, I really, really love my daughter. Mm-hmm. 
She was, she was like, she had a cold and she was sick, but I couldn't stop holding her and kissing her. And I caught that cold for sure. <laughs> but I was starting, I started to think about it. And it's like a real realization that I had for me, for myself. It's like, the thing that you love, are you like, there's going to be like good and bad, positive and negative and everything. Um, but I've been, I've fallen so far in love with my business that I'm willing to take every part of it. Like mm-hmm. the good and the bad. Some people only want to take the good. Or I love my business when it's going well, but if it's not, then I start thinking about rebranding or I start thinking about doing something else. Mm-hmm. So like I I I caught that cold. I just I literally I could not I cannot stop kissing my baby. It's How long crazy. ago did you catch the cold? It was a couple of days ago. I just got <laughs> over it yesterday. So you're over it now? Yeah, I'm over it now. Question for Kinda. you. Kinda. <clears throat> you said you love your business. Do you feel like your business is the love of your life? Absolutely. Man, you do? Absolutely. Okay. Tell me more. Just explain your perspective about your business being the love of your life. Um, It really, genuinely, truly makes me happy. So I was talking about it on the morning meetup. Some people say when you're on vacation, you should not take your laptop and all that kind of stuff, but that doesn't make me happy. Yeah. Like, not doing anything doesn't make me happy. Not coming in here and, like, creating content that doesn't make me happy. It, the only thing I'm thinking about on vacation is like, yo, how can I get back to my happy place of being productive and doing what I'm best at? Mm-hmm. I'm not best at chilling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, I forgot your question, but... I was asking, is your business the love of Oh, yeah, life? 100%. I, I, I love every part of it and I can't stop thinking about it. So yeah. even, I know that my, my, my daughter is like the love of my life because... While I'm at work doing the things that I love, this is the only thing that makes me say, I got to get back. I got to go home. So you would agree that you can have multiple loves of your life? 100%. Okay. 100%. Yeah, someone was trying to explain to me that their business is the love of their lives. And I'm like, my purpose is definitely the love of my life. Mm. Um, Unlike you, I have a very strong ability to chill. I am in a season right now where being busy all the time and like I'm I'm so beyond the hustle and the grind stage. Like I felt like I did a lot of that when I was broke. <clears throat> and now I'm in a stage where I'm just aligning with whatever is meant. So there are seasons that I work really, really hard. But because of the ultimate life that I plan, that I desire to have for myself, it just doesn't include nonstop work. Now, just like you, when I'm on vacation, um, somehow there's a conversation about business. Um, you know, I might not be, I might not pull out my laptop, but everything I need is on my phone. Oh, for sure, absolutely, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Everything I need is on my phone, so it kind of works, and I'm checking things and checking on things, and I'm present. But I really desire, and it's going to take some practice and some habit changing. I really desire to be present in moments now. Like that's what I'm, that's what I'm searching for. I want to be present on vacation. I want to be present on date night. I want to be present at brunch with my friends for two hours and not be eight, not be like, I got to check on something or schedule something. But that third hour. That third hour is you antsy. <laughs> this you're a, this, antsy actually, this is actually a perfect uh, segue to bring in our guest. Yes. We have uh, my friend, my coach, He's my, my business friend. partner, my is Our your, friend. Is he your business partner? So let me introduce my boy. Might be. He's my friend too. I actually did some training, some sales training for his team. Mm-hmm. So we were in partnership at that time. You done? 
I'm just saying he we at that time we were in partnership. <laughs> Nehemiah Davis, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's up, y'all? <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's yeah. good? What's good? What's good? My boy pulled up, man. How you feeling? Feeling great, man. You know, I get to be with greatness and everybody in the studio. Life is good. You this know? is true. Yeah. I guess we gotta get. Yeah, you need a. Yeah, you need me up. There. Just put me up there, you know. Bye. Donnie's, Donnie's Literally, if I don't deserve up there, just throw me on the other side. Give me on the yeah, other yeah. side. I, actually, I was thinking, especially in this uh, studio, like a wall of like kind of like the people who are making this entrepreneurial scene in Atlanta great. Mm, but yeah. then how do we choose? I don't know. Somebody's going to choose me big, at least. So I'm just on that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get one of them. Yeah, okay, so I, I do want to, I want to find out a lesson you learned this week, but I do want to get into the conversation we were just having because we have a lot of conversations. Yeah. You got a bunch of kids, but yeah, I love Neil, Neil probably shares this same like work ethic, but also the play ethic. So first off, give me your lesson you learned this week. Lesson I learned this week is just produce more though. Like just like I, people are doing, people do doing good in their business. They're just not doing enough of the thing mm. in their business. It's like, if I'm making money with Instagram, what if I put the same energy on YouTube, I'll probably make double the amount of money. Mm -hmm. So my lesson is just put more kind. I'm kind of the opposite where you're saying, I'm just still in grind mode right now. Yeah. Like I, that's all I really know. It's yeah. like, just work. That's that's truthfully why you make so much more money than me, though. Oh, like, yeah. oh, it is. So I'm sure I can fit. I am determined to figure out how to be freedom rich Definitely. without being love poor when you say love poor when just um love is more you're loving yourself relationships the people you're around is that's just yeah a, and a, i don't mean that organic everything life yeah, loving or life loving life loving yeah, things you. like i don't mean that you guys aren't loved because you go so hard but there are sincerely things that i would like to do yeah. i would like to i, I want to be present like yeah. i think about a lot deathbed moments Mm. And my purpose is every day, it's like a part of me, it's an extension, right? It's just like my daughter is an extension of me. I don't have to proclaim her to the world every single day. It is what it is. My purpose is what it is. It's, I told you last week, it's to the death of me. But I don't want to regret going so hard that I wasn't a good mom, a good family member, a good friend, a good wife. I don't quite want to go that hard. And I'm determined to figure out a way to be dumb wealthy without having to grind my life away. Mm. Well, this, this is what happened to me, honestly. My mentor kind of, two things happened to me that kind of made me kind of act like this. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm like, you, I just love work. It's not, just ain't, this is not work to me. It's just fun. I love it too, but the people around me yeah, don't I love, love me working all the time. Oh, yeah, no, my people. But you can't necessarily. <laughs> that is what it is. Like, yeah, like, yo, to, how somebody else feels about what I'm doing can't necessarily affect me as as much. Like now, my my wife, she probably doesn't want me working 24 seven, mm -hmm. and I acknowledge that. So I'm pretty much done working like four or five o'clock every day. Yeah, well, I'm pretty that's much a boundary. Done. So you're not working around. One hundred percent. That's what I mean. Like I but, used to, but I can, and she would understand. I used to every single day, six a.m to 2 a.m. every single morning, three, four hours of sleep. And I got to, I got to, because my purpose, my purpose, you got to grind, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm just not interested in doing that but anymore. But did that period 
service where you're at right now. For sure. And I, yeah. I believe everybody needs that period. Yeah. I believe there is a grind time. There is a hustle time. But I also believe there's an alignment time where, you know, you've done so much grinding and you've done so much hustling. Like, I don't necessarily need to make all the money, right? I want to be free. Yeah. I need to be, I, I need to have freedom. I want to design my own life. But it's not about the money for me. It's about the purpose. And every single day, big or small, I'm fulfilling my purpose. For that? Yeah, what happened to me was... Well, it's also about the money, just to be clear. But what I'm saying is I'm not <laughs> led by the money, God, because you got to be real careful about what you say. There are some people living their purpose mad broke. Mm. No, that's not what I'm trying to do. Right. <laughs> what happened to me earlier on was, man, I would just... It's two things that happened to me. So my mentor, earlier on, it's two things. So the first thing was I started making $10,000 a month. And I'm talking about when you start making to you rich, like you Ooh, feel like, because you made six figures. Six figures is $100,999,000. Yeah. I didn't say which part of six right. figures I was making. <laughs> and it's cool to say. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm saying what happened, I got the 11, 12. And I stopped doing everything that got me there. And it went 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Mm -hmm. I said, I never want that feeling again of just being at a place and then you just, you lose it all and you got to start over again. Mm -hmm. So I said, man, I, I'm happy it happened at that point because now I just, I'm not scoreboard watching. I just put up shots and just yeah. next, I'm done on that next thing. And the second thing my mentor told me one time, I, he had his son, he went to Villanova Law, all his kids was doing well. So I went to him one day, yo, I got this done, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Like he said, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just feel like I'm supposed to be doing this right now in this season. I feel like I need to be putting in this work to make sure I'm good for, and my family good in 10 years, in 15 yeah. years. So I'm just still in my, I ain't in the alignment part yet. Well, I'm just in the. And do you think that talking, would ever stop though? I don't. I was, as she was talking, I'm like, man, I wonder, will this stop? I was asking myself that not for at least five years. So I'm just so, going to keep pushing. As you're talking, the thing that strikes me is the obvious difference is you guys are men and I'm a woman, right? And I have operated, when I was in my hustle, hustle, hustle phase of working, <laughs> I was operating 100% of my life in my masculine energy. And I'm going, I'm going, I'm going because I am the provider for my family. Being tapped in your masculine energy has nothing to do with male or female, but typically the masculine energy person is the giver. They're the provider, right? And while I am still the provider for my family, I am in recent years more tapped into my feminine energy. Like in, in business, I'm very aggressive and very, you know, in your face. So people always perceive it as super masculine energy. But in my personal life, I have a lot of feminine energy and I'm just in the receiving phase of my life. Like so you want to be taken care of. So, no, I think, well, yeah, absolutely. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. 
I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Um, I believe that. Hold on, let me think about that. It's, it's the way that he said it, but I don't want anybody to misunderstand. I still bring stuff to the table, but yes, I absolutely desire you are to the be. Table. I, I absolutely am the table. I desire to be provided for, right? Period. Mm-hmm. I provide for my family. Um, but what I'm saying is, I think any woman, and I might catch some slack for this. Y'all know I don't care. Um, I think it's any slack. You don't want to catch slack. Slack is. I think slack. I think many women ultimately reach a point. There are a lot of career-driven, super masculine energy men, uh, women, and I think everyone reaches a point, especially when they desire to parent or be in a significant relationship where they want to be more into the, in tune with their feminine energy. And I believe because men are such providers in their role that it's the men that maintain this hustle and flow energy and the women at that. some point begin to say alignment, alignment. I feel that because your wife doesn't work. My wife doesn't work. So we, we got, it's not like somebody else is going to go get it. Exactly. You For me, I mean? nobody else is going to, you know, I'm, I'm not married. So I'm still getting it because I'm providing for my family. But when choosing a spouse, you want to make sure that that person can give you a breather. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel that. Absolutely. I feel that. Yeah, yeah I, I am, and I, I'd be interested in knowing how Neil approaches this because I talk to him all the time. <laughs> like Neil would just have a baby, and then he'd be right back to the ground. Yeah, Neil be like, delivery room, cheese. Right. <laughs> I'm on live, y'all. Meet me on live in two hours. Let me just let the baby get suctioned real quick. Two hours. Yeah, so give me your perspective on that, man. Because we were talking, I said, when I first had Sarai, I was like, yo, I'm going to stay in the house for a month. Did not. It lasted lasted about two and a half, three weeks before I started creeping outside. You know what (laughs) I mean? It wasn't full-fledged outside, but I was creeping outside. But, Neil, you just, you're a machine, bro. Wow. That's all I know. I'm telling you that that situation changed. That I'm like, yo, that will not happen to me again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what situation? When I when I lost that, when I made money and that went back down, I said, man, I don't like. Like one of my biggest fears, I go back, I look at old rappers, like old bits. I go back all the time, about once or twice a week, and just look at where they at now. I'm like, yo, they fell all the way off. Like they they're done right now. I'm like, I, that cannot be me. So. Mm-hmm. I'm being conscious of how I'm spending. I'm being conscious of the money that I'm making. I'm being not conscious that conscious of how you're spending, Neil. Would you pull up? Would you pull up in now? Lately, that I got. I got. I got to pause you there. Lately, yeah, we were we were having a conversation. I am conscious of how how you're spending is relative, though, depending on what you have. No, no, no. We went to dinner, right? We went to dinner. Uh, Where was it? Where was the place we we went? went? Yeah, we went to Osha. Osha. I went yesterday too. 
So okay. we start. So right. first, off, first off, we're having this story about we're talking about employees, and we're having a uh, story about like um, kind of recession and what's going on with you know how people are spending. And he starts the story out with. So I was yesterday. I was shopping for a Maybach. I'm saying, yo, what, Neo? What? <laughs> I like what cars, man. Clearly, yeah, I like cars. So you're not conscious of your spending. This I, I am. I'm still I mean, conscious, but I don't like. Yeah, I don't I'm really. Conscious. So look. So I'm for aware. me, he didn't get it though. So I look, guess for me, it's like I don't go. I don't go out. I mean, I don't go to the club. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't buy clothes. Like I don't do what a, a lot of people do with their money. I, I just have regular my operating expenses type mm-hmm. stuff. I spend stuff on like having a nanny, having a driver, having like things that that's me splurging. Right. But now I'm free though, so it's like. I think it's relative. What's your household expenses, Neil? It's a lot, man. Around about, just house, just to maintain. Because I think there's a good conversation, too. Where I came to Atlanta and just went bad. Just got bad (laughs) out here. Where you decide to spend your money. So what I did learn from Neil is, like, he's not going to go out and buy a bunch of clothes and stuff like that. But for convenience, he's going to spend that money. What are you doing? Whose is this? Right, that's good. You just brought it to me. Yes, I did, because you asked me to loan you the money to buy it. First of all, that's not how the conversation went. All right, let me just clear so it up. So who's that, though? Loan me money to buy it. <laughs> she was in the store. She was in Fendi. And first off, we had this agreement, like, yo, we're not, like, shopping and spending money. The recession's here. You know what I mean? We're not spot on by So she calls me in the Fendi store and, like, yo, they got some cool stuff. I'm like, Donnie, leave me alone. And I almost hung up with her, on her, but it's rude. Hang up on <laughs> So she shows me, like, this this little sweatshirt, and it was hard. She was like, you want me to get it? I'm like, all right, yeah. So she got it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that, because she didn't loan me the money to get a sweatshirt. Technically, anyway. in that moment, I used my money. Yeah. He's yet to pay me back. So it's a loan. It's a loan. You just brought right? it an hour. Anyway. Anyway, so this is what I, this is what I did get. So Neo pays for convenience. He's going to pay for I'm the driver, the nanny. Everything. I'm not there yet. Yeah, I am. Really? No. So what's but but we can't condemn someone who says, "Well, I'd rather spend my money on shoes and take care of my kids twenty four hours a day." Or Fendi shirts. Or, or mm-hmm. yeah, we can't. Because I know that's different like conversation. Different. Well, ball. I'm like y'all. Let's just so we're going out to Mexico. What next week? Yes. Hold on. What? And I said, we're talking. But we got my so mastermind. Yes, it's mastermind. We're going out to Mexico. I'm coming to Mexico. What are we All talking right. about? So okay, just Probably. let me finish the story. Okay. So we're going down to Mexico and uh, we're talking yes, yesterday. He's like, yo, you get your flight? Yeah, I'm like, nah, I'm going to get it. And he's like, yo, let's just, let's just get a, a let's, fly, fry, let's fly private down there. Mm-hmm. And he starts telling me the numbers. What's it going to be to go down there? Like 55,000. 55,000. One way. One way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that per person? You see what I'm saying? So let's say it's 10 people. It's I'll meet y'all at this. No, 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 no. You're coming. You're going. So, like, I'm like, yo, why don't we just get, you can get a really nice first class flight. It might be expensive. We get a really nice first class flight. 2,000 round trip. <laughs> and he's like, yo, it's Unlimited just. Yeah. <laughs> so what he says is, he's like, man, you don't understand, man. I got a family. I got to take my baby out the stroller and then put the stroller through. And I'm like, I don't want to do all that. You're making it seem like I'm just bougie, man. That's the conversation we had. I, yeah, I'm not making bougie. that up. No, so let me say this because I want to, because I don't want people like, yeah, to. So for me, it's really about convenience. Mm-hmm. You got, I got 
three, four kids. Sure. Three under three. It's a lot of work when you're going through the airport by yourself. Mm-hmm. I got my nanny. I got I got a whole I got a whole house of people, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get where figure out where I'm going to. The whole point is we talked about the plane. I'm like, yo, I have a few people might chip in and I might pay 20 grand for myself, but by the time I pay to fly all of it, it's going to still cost seven, eight thousand. I might as well pay a little bit more, be convenience, get right there, don't go through no security. If I land in Mexico, got to wait in customs for two hours, what's the two hours worth? Let me ask you, are you justifying that as a way to benefit you outside of convenience, but is there something on the back end that helps generate revenue? Is there some sort of justification? Not for the plane anymore, because we're not, I don't use it for content. I won't even post a picture no more at this point, because I've been on so many planes. So it's just really about convenience, and it's also about experience. I know if you go do it with me, you're going to be like, oh, crap, this is a different, you you won't even want to fly another way. I purposely put a lot of people on planes Mm. their first time, and I put Sonya on a plane her first time. She had my mastermind. Then she put her mentees on the plane. That's she's trying to figure out how can I fly private every time yeah. I go. It's, it's just some it's expanding your mind. That time we was having that conversation when it was like, yo, you did your first six-figure month or something, whenever that was, and you like, y'all ain't gonna dis but now you won't ever do a month under that. It would be mm-hmm. you you seen it. So I'm constantly trying to expose and elevate my mindset to just. I want to make those experiences normal. That's normal. For sure. Mm. It's like the first time I introduced you to a five-star restaurant. And now you can't. What's wrong with you, guys? What are you talking no, about? I mean, anymore? I'm serious. Like, the first time that I... What was it? Um, Ocean Air. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now you can't stop talking about the, the first time I, I convinced you to get on a first-class flight and get away from 34C Dang. on the You're going to lie to all these people? <laughs> Yo, Dottie flew down to Miami for Black Equity and yeah. was by the bathroom. Was it was crazy. Bathroom. And she sent me a picture of, like, it was, like, dripping. And you know, it's it like, was it was the brown drip, too. Like, you know, like, the little brown drip. And she's like, that but, was me dirty. But no lie, no lie, you guys. In 2016, David booked me for our first business thing together on a spirit flight. Mm. I don't no. even think you paid for the spirit flight. I no, think everybody just, paid their own flight. I think you just gave me the flight number mm-hmm. and said, this is when we're going. And I ain't even got it to get your, your $75 spirit flight. Let me tell you something, though. And this is this is like some real... This is, this is something I was thinking about uh, maybe a month ago. That experience. So we literally... It had to be, I don't know, 15, 20 people. For sure. We all got on the same flight. Yes, it was spirit, but we went out to, we went down to um, talk to some kids in Kissimmee, Florida. We went to a high school because they've been following the content. They're like, yo, we want you to come down. And I, at first, I, I'm just looking at it as a booking, right? So I'm like, all right, well, I think I, I told them to give me $3,000, something like that, and I'll bring down a bunch of people. So they started doing car washes, um, bake sales, all kind of stuff. And they came up with the $3,000 and paid me $3,000. And I wound up paying everybody out. And I said, well, if y'all do it this first time, it'll be on me the next time. So we wound up going down like three or four more times. But what was cool is literally 15 to 20 people, I'm like, yo, let's go down to this, this school in Kissimmee. Let's go like take over the school. Let's go to these classrooms and like bringing all my entrepreneurial friends. So we all did it. That was, a, that was an experience for me in moving people. Mm-hmm. When I got mm-hmm. to see that everybody jumped on the plane, I just feel I just realized we got to have a cause and people have to trust me as a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
And that was my first experience in moving people, whether it was like Spirit or Frontier or a bunch of us got on a Greyhound or something like that. I realized, and this was, what was this? 2016. 2016. That was my first experience in moving people. And ever since then, I said, yo, I have to continue to move people. I got to continue to get people together. That's why everything I do, me personally, everything I do has to do with community. Mm-hmm. So that's why in the morning meetup, can I get you all from these little boxes on Zoom to meet me here? Or we're going like going to uh, Miami. You want to go to Miami tomorrow? Sure. What's in, what's going on? So it's a morning meetup meetup. So they've been getting together themselves every month. I've gone to the one in Atlanta. So. Just- so <laughs> it's gonna it's probably gonna be like I think like twenty five people. They said. And I'm going down there and I'm just taking all of them to lunch. I'm just going to pay for their breakfast. Well, breakfast. Pay for their breakfast and we're going to chop it up and we'll come right back. Same day? In and out? Yeah, in and out. You coming? I'll check the flight. You just said. I'll Was it based on how much it costs? It's absolutely based on how much it costs. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that out loud, Coach Dottie. <laughs> this is y'all coach? This is, anyway. this is y'all people? No. Seriously, I'll, I'll check it out, though. Um, for real. I actually have to check my client calendar and the times gotcha. and how that aligns. Um, but y'all make me feel bad with the planes. I don't, I don't want to seem like uh No, you just vain. listen. But you no. work so hard, Neo. Not I feel bad, but I'm like, yo, you, you no, just wrap that up right. No, 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 no. Like, you're not just leveraging people for a dollar to go and enjoy these lifestyles. Right. Like, the way that I see you move, to me, it's like you're taste testing everything and coming back and letting us know, like, yo, y'all got to come try this. You got to right. come sample this. You got to have a taste of this. Yep. That's the way I see it. Like, yep. it's admirable. It's not, it doesn't feel gloaty or, yep. you know, boastful or anything yep. like this. But I don't I- want to feel like that. I ain't the intention. <laughs> Let me tell you, though, real quick. The first time I seen somebody I knew, you know, first class, and I think it was, it might have been E.T. and uh, C.J. or whatever. I'm, we're getting on a plane. We're all together. But they get on first class, and I got to walk past the curtain. You feel me? Like that, it did something to me. It did. I said, yo, what I got to do? First, I, one, when you're looking at the prices of a ticket, how many of y'all actually check the first class price? Nobody. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I find out the cheapest flight that I can get and I, and I book mm-hmm. it. I'm not even considering first class until I saw that. Yeah. So moving forward, it's like, oh, I need to, I, I need to at least see what it costs because now I see somebody that's regular like me, sitting there. So you don't know how many people you inspire. I had never even thought about getting on a plane. I didn't even think, uh, 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 not a plane, but a, a, private, a, a, jet. a private jet. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was for people like me. Yeah, and I didn't need, bro, I, my last job, I worked at the private airport. My 10th job I got fired from. My favorite quote is by Oliver Wendell Holmes. It says, once your mind is expanded to a new concept or idea, it's hard to go back to its original way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So anything you see, it's like, oh, I can have. So I every day, all I would see was millionaires and billionaires get on jets. I mean, every day, regular people. I was the guy. I was the uh, mess guy. I would go up, take the mess off the plane. That was my job. But every day, I'm seeing them get you say on. The mess guy. What do you mean? Like basically, I would go take. Like when they go to the bathroom, I gotta go get word. Right yeah, and I would vacuum the planes out and do whatever. Drive them wherever. Drive them wherever they need to go. I do whatever. Like mm-hmm. a servant, essentially. Um, so I would do that every day. No, that's cool. Serve your way to success. I like that. But that's what I was doing. Like whatever it takes. It was the dirty job. But for me, it was like, 
I saw that and I'm like, yo, I gotta make this happen one day. And then it happened for nine years. I said, I'm gonna fly private one day. My mentor called me and said, hey, you wanna come fly with me private? You think I don't? And it just exposed me to like, yo, that's the highest, like that's a, a new level. But if you didn't know it, it existed, you wouldn't even do it. So I'm trying to, like you said, take. I'm trying to go see what everything is about out here to see what, which things I want to continue to do or which thing, nah, I don't need to do that again. So it brings me to a question because... Can you hold that question? Because I have something to say. Your question it, is more important? A little bit. No, I just don't want to forget it. So your I'm mentor... i to forget mine. Yeah, yeah, hold on to it. It's like two seconds. Your mentor said, come on to the plane with you. Or yep. with him. Yep. Could you afford it at that point? No. So you, just, you didn't have to pay nothing? I didn't pay anything. You're my mentor, right? No, I don't want to hear that. My question is, I don't want to hear that. Do I got to pay to get on this plane? I don't want to hear that. You supposed to be. I didn't. He called me. He knew this was my dream. You don't care to get on the plane. I got a dream. Yes. I never been on a. I never been on a private jet before. Scott, man. Ever. So do I have to pay if I don't speak? So back to my intelligent point. (laughs) Scott, you're crazy. So my question becomes: Are you budgeted for all of these luxuries? Like, do you sit down with an advisor and say? monthly, I can afford to spend X, Y, Z in these categories. And the reason I ask that is because when you have a lot of money, it's relative, right? So for example, when you work a nine to five and you get your paycheck and regardless of if it's $500 or $5,000 on payday, you feel like you have a lot of money and you're spending, 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 swiping. And from Friday to Monday, on Monday, you check your account and you're like, wait. Wednesday gets nasty. By Wednesday, you're like, you can't even meet your home your homies out for lunch or dinner because every drive matters for gas, right? And so when you're thinking about millions of dollars, it could possibly be the same thing. I just saw um, an interview with MC Hammer recently circulating around the internet right now. He said, I'm grateful that I lost $70 million. Mm. He overspent. He said, I'm grateful Crazy. that I lost $70 million. And then he said, my wife came, my wife helped me build my net worth back up to $2 million, and I'm grateful. Mm. Wow. That's why I look at them stories every week. I'm telling you, every week I'm looking at them stories. Million dollars he lost in his career, you know, as a result of overspending and taxes. Overspend, you can't pay your taxes and things like that. Like, are you actually sitting down and saying, Mr. CPA or a financial advisor, here's what I brought in this month based on this, sticking to a percentage of saying, this is the percent that I earned, this is the percent that I can spend in the food category, in the security team category, all those different things. Or are you just spending the money and saying, just make more money? I think it's two things. I'm not like sitting down with nobody like, hey, we could do this or or do that. Because I really don't be, I don't, outside of my normal lifestyle, not... I'm not flying every month either, meaning I was at some point flying every month, but I'm also flying with my other friends who get busy. So it's like, we could bust this down. It, it's, it gets real cheap when you when you breaking something down with people. It's like... like real we, cheap is relative. Like we were with Terrico. We bought, what, two blocks. It was real cheap to buy two blocks when there's five of us. It's, it's relative. So it was like, now if I had to go buy the block by myself... Ooh, it was a few million dollars or something, whatever. Uh, let me think about that. But when she came to the table, like, huh, we about to buy a block. It's going to be a few of us. Oh, yeah, I- I'm in. So the answer is I'm not, I'm conscious of how I'm spending. Like, I'm not just really, I'm not frivolous. It's like, 
the dollar needs to make sense. Like it has to make sense when I'm when I'm personally spending because I know what it feel like coming from nothing. So I know what it feel and I and I'm okay if I ever had to go back. I don't want to go back, but I I I'm not looking because it's not like elaborate every day. Like yo, we're about to do a thirty thousand dollar shopping spree. We about mm-hmm. it may be a plane occasionally. But it makes sense for what I'm doing it yeah. for. Mm. And I, I think hold on, on, can you hold that point real quick? It's <clears throat> <clears throat> um, <laughs> something I want to say because in the beginning of this episode, we talked about being in the hustle and grind phase and the alignment mm. phase, and you just mentioned like you know what it's like to be dirt broke. I know, I believe you know what it's like to be dirt sure. dirt broke, right? And I didn't grow up poor. I found broke on my own as an adult, mm. right? <laughs> um, because of my relationship with money. Yep. However, I'm thinking about non-race specific. I think those of us who have had encounters with being so dirt poor have the hustle and grind mindset. You made a post the other day yeah. on Instagram and I totally resonated with it. That said, I have robbed my children of the ability to say that they got it out of the mud because they won't get it out of the mud. And so my daughter won't get it out of the mud. Your yeah. kids won't get it out of the mud. They're going to work, though. I, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> They're going to work. But are they going to have that dog grind mentality because our ceiling is their floor? I don't I don't think they're going to have a dog grind mentality. But what I'm going to do for my family, for my like work is a requirement. For sure. Like I need them to see like this is what you have to do. They got to read every day. They got to. There's certain things in my house that's going to be a requirement of them as they're one, two. And they're my kids, the babies. They're one, two, and a month old. But as they go, they're going to learn that this is how we work. Everybody in the household got to be a contributor. My mom don't work, but she got to run our event spaces. You got to do you here. I had her fly in, stay with us for a month. You're going to help with the baby. You you get paid her, you're going to work. So. Yeah. Everybody around me in my house, you got to be a contributor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what's cool? I, was, I did an uh, interview with Naveen Jain. And if you Google, it says it's worth like $8 billion, something like that. Actually, uh, through Terika, she set that up. Uh, that's why you got to have like successful friends because they lead you to other successful friends. I'd have never facts. met Naveen Jain. Is so. this the gentleman from L.A.? From Washington. Washington, right? Yeah, was, yeah Washington. <clears throat> so one thing that he's... He, he really stresses it as kids is you have to improve the lives. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And 
Everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash socialproof. That's netsuite.com slash socialproof. netsuite.com slash Social proof of a lot of people. Mm. You can't pass that down. So let's say, for instance, the, the Trumps can give their child a million dollars. I can't pass down impacting a million people. Mm. So the thing that he's driving is this is something you literally got to get out the mud because I can't help you with that. I can't help you with actually caring about people and putting people in a, uh, in a better situation. So I think obviously you still, you still gotta, you still have to work, but there's still going to be a benefit outside of us giving them money. The fact that we can give them information automatically strips them of saying, I started with nothing mm -hmm. yeah. because we're giving you a whole blueprint that most people will pay money for the blueprint. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting out the mud, but they still have to become who they are designed to become. Because we can't, we're not, we're not necessarily just paying them to be alive. Sure. You know what I mean? So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. The way he's, and I, I, I think I'm still that, like you're requiring your kids to read every yeah, day. Absolutely. Read, watch videos. It's important. I got my daughter, she's in high school. She got to read like a book. Often. Do you determine what they read though? Oh yeah, I, I just gave her Alex Hermosi, a hundred million offer. She finished it. I gave her Magic Johnson book, 32 Ways to Grow a Business or something like all all entrepreneur she? book. She's 16. But does she ever get to read a teenage novel? Or something she's interested in. I mean, she's not she's not fully into this this lifestyle. She's not it's not what lifestyle? Just the entrepreneurship, work mm -hmm. ethic. Like that's not her. She's in a beauty. Like she's like want to be like a beauty influencer. But do you feel the do you feel do you feel ever that you're pushing something on her? I do. That's why I stopped doing it. But it's summertime. You're not going to sit here all summer and do nothing. Yeah. For sure. You're not going to TikTok your life away in this house. You're going to pick up a book mm -hmm. and you need to be getting better. And you're going to learn about finances because I'm not going to, when you turn 18, you could stay, you could stay at the house 19, Let me text 20. My wife and you can stay at the house right as now. long as you want, but you can't be here and do nothing. Yeah, that's where I am right now. I my can't daughter. do that. My daughter is 20 yep. and I, um, she works for my company and she has for the last few years. And before that, she was working like for David and other entrepreneurs. Which um, is a smart thing to do. Yeah. So I, um, I just she, my wife. she just doesn't have that. She does. She definitely doesn't have that dog mentality in her. Like she's, she doesn't express much, much interest in entrepreneurship. So I have to, I'm at the stage right now where I have, I told her, you got to work for these entrepreneurs and figure some things out. I'd rather you help build my friends' companies than build all these other companies, even though she had like the Chick-fil-A job and stuff like that. But while she did that, I think she helped David out too. Um, and, and some other jobs. But anyway, <laughs> we're at the place right now. And I got to be honest, um, she has, she does not express, she's not into the lifestyle. So I'll go, we'll go to Saks yep. and I'm like, hey, just pick something out. You need some, you need some shoes for school. And she'll, she's like, yeah, but 
it doesn't have to be from here. Yeah. And I turn That's around like, wife. why? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it doesn't need to be from here, but <laughs> what is your reason that it doesn't need to be from here, right? Like, we can go wherever you want, but it's just the way that she says it. It's almost like, Mommy, I don't have to have that. I don't need it. And that's exactly what she's, you know, that's exactly what she's saying. And so sometimes I have to regroup within myself. Like, she doesn't desire the things that I desire necessarily. You know, I learned, it's two things I want to say. One, I want to talk about how to empower you. I could do it in like one minute, right? Really? Yeah, watch this. Game changing. But before I talk about that is, I think it really starts from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It starts at one, two, three, four, and you like, yo, learning, entrepreneurship, and it, you don't, you may want to be a doctor. That's perfectly fine, but I believe every kid got to learn about financial literacy, and it sure. needs to start earlier than later. Because just say at fifteen, sixteen, not saying you started at fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. it's like it become an it, it become an option almost. Mm-hmm. Versus if you reading every day, it's a requirement. Like this is. It's like my kids, they don't eat meat. They're my little babies. They don't eat like they they essentially vegan almost. They don't eat no no fish, no nut. It will never even dawn on them that what it's like to miss this. Like, wait, can I get something? It will never even. So if their whole life, they're told, yo, we're reading every day. We're working in our business every day. You got to do this, too. And you start at a young age because this is how you just this is how you change the world. It will never even justifying their mind that it don't make sense. Like, it will only make sense to do this every day. So So I'm starting them that way. I argue against that, um, for sure. I have a child who's older than your kids, and I did that. So, you know, I've been building business since my daughter was born. And she's been right there with me building business. She had a role in all of my businesses. We got to read books. We used to go on, like, mommy-daughter meetings. That was our our brunch time, lunch time to discuss things. You know, she... She had nearly an 800 credit score the day she turned 18 because we've been building it as soon as I could at 13, teaching her about credit and putting her on my cards. Here's what I know about kids. We can do everything that we think is right. Mm -hmm. We can tell you that you don't eat meat and we can think that, oh, you won't even miss it. But what happens is they go to school and they meet friends (laughs) environment, and they're hanging out with their friends at the mall who gets this chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich looks real good. Smells real good. Hey, man, you should try it. They say no. They say no. They say no. Then one day they want to try it. And they try it and they love it. And then they start changing habits. This happens. And we have to understand as parents that it happens, that we can do everything that we feel is right, but they're still going to make their own choices. And it was a tough lesson for me to learn in real time, even though I saw it. Like I saw I have a friend who I grew up with, and she's a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. It's, up. it's all the way up. <laughs> it's, whoa, your daddy does what? Um, and and I'm sure he is heartbroken by some of the things that she's done. And Ugh. I have earned my own fair share of heartbreak by thinking that because I teach her the right way out of the gate from a very early age, that she's not going to go disappoint me here's, later. But here's That's here's the, here's how I can um I can relate with both of y'all. Because my dad was like a health, like it, every single morning, and I used to hate it. 
every morning I wake up, I hear the sound. Uh, <laughs> and it's him juicing vegetables. And I see this green stuff dripping out of the juicer. <laughs> and then on the other side, it's like the pulp. Like the, It's like, yo, this is disgusting. He just puts it a carrot and then the pulp stuff goes this way and the juice goes this way. And he's giving me this green, sometimes it's purple. Beets. <sighs> Traumatizing. I'm tell it was traumatizing because I knew that like I I had to drink this stuff every day, and uh, I'm drinking it, I'm drinking it, I'm drinking it, and I, I just don't like it. Me and my brother go through it, so when I don't have to, I don't. So I go off to you know I I, I get a little older, and then my mom and dad split, so. My mom, she's more loose with what she eats and I eat what I want and then we go through college and we're eating what we want. But somehow, as I get older, some of those things that my father used to do, like I remember them now. Yeah. So now, like I'm not as, I'm not as disgusted with vegetable juice because it's looked at as something that I know is going to help me. Me older now. Mm -hmm. I never forgot it. Mm-hmm. Now, if a kid never went through that, they'll never understand the value of, like, I, I'm more conscious of making sure that I have some vegetables throughout the week. Yeah. I'm, I'm more conscious of drinking more water and not all juice yeah. and not all cookies because that's the stuff that my dad drove in my head. Now, when I went away and could make my own decisions, mm-hmm. I'm out to do my own thing. But as I get older, those seeds, I think seeds that are planted mm-hmm. from parents never go away. I agree. And that's 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 exactly the point. There are going to be some things as parents that we teach our kids and some of those habits are going to stick. Like as a child, you may have been taught to make your bed every single morning. You don't leave the house without making your bed. And that's something that you do to this day. But juicing or waking up early on a Saturday morning to mow the lawn like you would never today because you remember you attach something traumatic to it. So even though it was a lesson that you did every single day, as long as you had the parent overseer. When you become an adult and you can make your own choices, you stop. But then when you get your own family and you have your child or you're, you know, building a house with someone, you go right back to mowing the lawn on Saturday mornings. So the seeds that we plant in our children never die. It's just sometimes they remain dormant. And we have to understand that as as parents, especially super ambitious entrepreneur parents who none of us accept any excuses from our clients, our mentees or anything. So you're going to learn when you try to apply that same mentality to your kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to you got to let them be. And I agree. I'm happy you said it cuz again, my baby they they brand new babies. So, brand new baby. But I feel like somebody going to get it. Oh, you got yeah, so many yeah. of them to work with. Yeah, that's what <laughs> One of them going to be a rock somebody star. Somebody going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, you. I agree. Just the idea that it dawned on me when you said, "I'm like, yo, you're right that it, you could do all of that, and they still could just go left. They still yeah. can go left. So but I, you got, I can't, con- but I can control my effort and what I do. But yeah. I, I doubt your your daughter gonna go mess up her credit right now. For sure not. So certain things, or that she was might, planted but in you her. Know understand the importance of getting it back. At least there's a, a conscious. There's some people that don't even have a conscious of it. Yeah, it's like, yo, my. We got bad credit. People make jokes like, y'all, I'm black. I got bad Ooh. credit. That's what we do. You know when we learn about credit? After we already After messed, we it, messed up. it up. That's That's and when it I took learned. me a long time to get out of it once I messed it up, though. That first Discover yeah. card on my college campus. Yeah, yeah. Sent me over they the They were setting you up. What? They literally <laughs> were setting you up. And back out there. then, 
keep in mind, I went to college in 1996. So at that time, they used to, they never talked about paying this stuff back. They made it appear to be, I had no financial education. So when, like I had none, I didn't watch my parents pay bills. I didn't know they had credit cards. So they made it seem like an incentive. You can get all this stuff now that you're a college student and you don't have to ask mom (laughs) and dad. Nobody mentioned paying it back, right? And so I never checked my mail back then unless my mom sent me a care package or something. And so they, I go to the mailbox one day and they're sending these letters saying, we're going to come and get the stuff. <laughs> like at that time, they used to threaten that they're going to come get the stuff. And so I'm scared. Like if I wear this and they see me out, are they going to take it off of me? You know, and they never did anything like that. But to your question, will my daughter mess up her credit? No, but in full transparency, I still monitor that situation. Hey, did you pay your Discover card bill? Mm-hmm. Did you pay she needs this, to put that, on the other? automatic. Well, it is. Those things are on automatic, for, for sure. They're on automatic. I had a situation with my mom's mortgage earlier last month. I put it on automatic payment. I get a notice in the mail. Like, all my bills are on auto, yeah, that's whatever. A, that's a hack. I get a notice. Ooh, I just try to remember it. <laughs> I get a notice in the mail that my mortgage is late. No, it's not. Can't be. I, the, the payment is on auto draft and they give you a confirmation number for setting up your auto draft. I even got a letter in the mail confirming auto draft for whatever reason in their system. They didn't see my card on file. Luckily, they gave me grace because it was my first mortgage payment. But I rarely check the mail unless I'm expecting packages Same. because all my bills are on auto draft. Me too. I kept getting this phone call one day. And I'm like, who is this? Like, I don't have bill collectors calling me. So it, it, it's clearly a bill collector. I answer the phone and it's one of those automated things. Uh, please call back such and such and such and such regarding an important matter. I'm automatically thinking scam, right? Because that's what happens these days. I get in the shower and I can't stop thinking about this call. Like, I hadn't had an 888 pull up in a long time. Yes. <laughs> I call the number back. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. 
And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal what's the worst that can happen it's the mortgage company right that could have been a really big deal so i'm still training her I want her to have the habit of making sure things are paid. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You're about to say something. Uh, no, I was listening. Uh, about to say the poverty thing. Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, because I need to know. Yeah, so let oh, me, yeah. let, let me, after she says some stuff, I'm like, maybe this won't end poverty, but this will put a dent in poverty. <laughs> <laughs> let me say that, because that's what Naveen Jane doing is around some health stuff. And yeah. so I'm like, let me not say that, because yeah. I don't want to, don't compare that to that. I think for me, it's like the most important thing. One time I was mad at him. He came on a call, did a call for me. And all this dude kept talking about was exposure like five years ago. Like, environment. Expo- environment. Environment. And I could tell he was getting frustrated. I'm like, yo, so I'm you like, yo, yo say this- something else, man. Environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got yeah. off the phone. Like, yo, I'm happy this call is over. All he talk- But I didn't understand that. Everybody understand the most important, the thing that changes it all for you is your environment. Whether it's... Sure. I don't drink or smoke. There's nothing wrong with either. I started drinking and I got very drunk and I said, this is the last time I'm ever drinking. But I don't think anyone ever just picked up a cigarette and say, let me smoke a cigarette. I don't think anybody ever took a shot of liquor without somebody saying, hey, you should try this. I feel like everything you are exposed to or somebody influenced one way or another, like you've been influenced to do it. I've been influenced to be an entrepreneur. I feel like I saw certain things and I also feel like it was in me, but I say all this to say, I feel like, yo, we can really end or we can really help a lot of kids if we make it a priority to teach them about financial literacy as a young person. And I, and I just do the, I do a comparison, right? So you got a 12 year old, you got a 14 year old kid who's want to go work a job and you got a 14 year old kid who want to be an entrepreneur. 
if we tell them, go get a job, go get a job, go get a job, and there's nothing wrong with a job because we all need team members. Sure. So, let's, But for those who want to be an entrepreneur, the reason why most people become entrepreneurs later on is because you see it as an adult, like you now can become that. The reason why all of our, we wanted to have a job because that's all our parents feed down our, you got to get a job and that's what you see your parents do every single day. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I always talk about the job math, if you find a kid or just say a gentleman or a young lady, if they go get a job, yo, you got to go work a job. Saturday and Sunday, you only work four hours Saturday and Sunday. Let's hypothetically say they get $8 an hour. So you work four hours, eight, 16, what's that? Eight, six, $32. You do the same thing on Sunday. It's $64. What we're not calculating when we're calculating this math is the time it takes to get there, to come home, and to prepare. That's another three hours. So we're working four hours plus three is seven. Same for uh, Sunday. You're working 14 hours, you're making $64. Mm -hmm. You're not calculating the cost of taxes. Now that's $45. So now when you really do the math on what you make in the hour, it's Mm $3.21. But now what happens is you do that the next year. You do it the next year. You do it the next year. And you're like, yo, I actually, I can't. It's $2,000 a, a, a year at 14. It's not bad. But now they're like, yo, this is how you get by. Like, this is what you need to do. I see my mom is doing it every single day. Now, that's the, entre- that's the, that's the job math. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you get that same kid and say, yo, let's, uh, let's do three things. First, let's train your mindset to say failure is okay. Like, the word no means... Failure is okay. Yeah, failure is okay. The word no means... You know, I'm sorry. I I never really thought of that as a lesson for a child, but I think it's really needed. For sure. Dang. Social media would tell you that failure is the end of the world. Like, I think that... that Okay, that's that's another lesson. I'm literally texting my wife, yo, let's make sure Corey reads some books. Let's make sure we let her know that failure is okay. No, for real. Because what happens is they start a business, they fail, and they never do it again because they've been told failure is bad, not knowing that failure is a prerequisite for success. Most people who failed in life, billionaires, these millionaires, they got all bad stories about how life went. The guy who started GoPro, he just felt a company and he owed millions of dollars to people who said, yo, I'm about to go to Bali and just take off and just clear my mind. But before he left, he came up with the apparatus to make the GoPro billionaire. Mm. But just to finish the story, as I was saying, we got our job math. So now they're like, yo, this is the way to go. But what I tell people, no also stands for next opportunity. Because when I'm training these kids, like, I need you to get the mindset piece first. But the first thing I tell you to do is find a product. If you help every kid find a product, a $20 product, that's all we want them to do. The second thing, once they find a product, is we want them to create a sales pitch that open hearts and open wallets. The highest paid people in the world are communicators. That's uh-huh. true. The highest paid people in the world are communicators. Let's teach them how to effectively communicate. Hi, my name is Nehemiah. I'm a 13-year-old entrepreneur. I just started my own brand called Greatness. I'm selling shirts today for only $20. Will you support me today? So you taught Trey that. You taught Sparkle that. I teach a lot of kids this. This it's a framework that works. It That's crazy. I'm telling you, it works. So what I'm saying, now you teach them this framework, how to uh, do a sales pitch. Now what happens is they go do that sales pitch to 100 people. Mm-hmm. 50 of them are going to tell them no. Remember, no means next opportunity. Mm-hmm. Remember, everybody, that's almost a failure every time you hear a no, right? So what happens now is 20 of those individuals are going to say yes. They just made $400 in a day. They're going to do the same thing Sunday. They made $800. Yeah. $860. That's $3,200 in a month. What's that? $36,000 in a year. You now just showed that getting a job will never make sense to them. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mentally just messed their whole mind up. And here's the thing. They've been doing this with Boy and Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. kids been coming home, got to write and make drawing books, not knowing that you're an author and you could go sell it for 20. Yeah. So what I try to say is imagine if we put all of our kids on this. Mm-hmm. How many people here would have started a business if somebody actually told you, here are the options to actually start a business? Mm-hmm. And then when you see, when that money hits your palm, yeah. you would, I watch so many kids never go back. They can't even go back once this happens. Yeah. So I just feel like if we could get them on this, and it don't even got to be that, but entrepreneurship, financial literacy, knowing about credit and earlier on, if this was in schools, For sure. it's over with. Over with. And I agree. It's done. I, I definitely mm. believe that we'll shift the culture and improve not just the culture, but the world if everybody, and these things happen in certain areas, yeah. just not our areas. Facts. And we, it's, it's our role, um, it's our responsibility to bring it into these schools and to actually stay with it and follow a group of kids and make sure that they become young adults who actually did something with the principal. One thing funny that you said, though, you, uh, what's his name, Naveed? Naveed. Naveed. Mm -hmm. You're frustrated because every answer to every question is exposure, exposure, exposure. It's a very in-your-face point to how people, but now you get it. It's right. It's a very in-your-face point to how people sit on our calls, our lives, our audiences, and they hear mindset, 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 belief, belief, belief. <sighs> There's so many people who, like you on that call, sit in our audience and say, man, if they don't go on somewhere and say something other than mindset. Fluff. Yeah. <laughs> they, they think it's not knowing that that's the thing that's why you here. You hear, they don't know that's the mindset is everything. Like you got to build your mindset before you build a skill set. I watch so many people, they go out here, go start a business, it fell, and you quit. Or, I had so many people come back to me 10 years. Yo, I'm ready to be an entrepreneur now. What happened the last time? Oh, I failed and it just took me out. Was that a mindset problem or a skill set problem? So you got to spend so much time on building out your mind, making sure you believe in this and know. Like when I got fired from my last job 10 years ago, I mean, excuse me, 15 years ago, I made up in my mind entrepreneurship has to work where it has to work. It was this or death for me. Yeah, I didn't know another way. I knew this was going to work. It wasn't. I didn't know when it was going to work, but I knew I wasn't giving myself another option. And that's a, that was a mentality shift that I had. And I said, I ain't going back. Yeah. I'm mentally unemployable. Yeah. Let me, let me, let's get some questions in. Maybe okay. like two or three questions. Anybody have a question? We will pass. We got, we got to go to Harry first. I'm sorry. We got to, and then we'll go to Jada. Come on. He's got a, he's got a question. Say your name. How old are you, man? Yeah. It's on. It's on. I like this kid. He's like, yo, I only got a question, but give me that mic. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what you got, man? Great question. question. Mm-hmm. Great question. So there are different guests all the time on the podcast. Different guests all the time. Yeah. Well, and and sometimes, so we have a couple different formats, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes me and Donnie will give a message about entrepreneurship. Sometimes I'll be interviewing somebody about entrepreneurship. Sometimes me and Donnie will bring on a guest and we'll start talking about mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Or it'll be all of us talking about entrepreneurship. So however you want to design your own show, it's okay. I know some people, it's nobody there. It's just them and a microphone. I got something to say. I'm going to say it. And that's going to be the show. Yeah. So multiple different ways. Good question, though. For sure. Yeah. And today you're a guest. Yeah, so you're a guest. Very, give it up for him being 11 and a guest of the Social Proof Podcast. Go for it, Jada. Well, give me the first. Give me one. Okay. The most important one. Um, That's quite a question. Mm, quite yeah. a question. That's a really good question. 
Yeah, so that's a good question. So episode. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I think I'm on offense, meaning because I'm just working every, I'm putting up shots every single day. But I'm just conscious of what happens to people when they get complacent. I watch it all the time. I, I'm conscious of what happens to people when they stop, when they take their foot off the gas. I was a prime example of it. I took my foot off the gas, stopped doing everything that had got me there, and I started losing money. So I just don't want that. To, and I'm at a point now where I have passive income that could cover my lifestyle. I, I could literally not do anything and be okay. But I just, it's just in me to just keep going. So I don't know why I can't just take off my, take my foot off the gas. I just got to keep going for me personally. I just got to just, I don't know why it's just in me to just don't stop. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good question. And I, I think it even deserves, Joe, I think it even deserves um, a a look at. It. You know what I mean? So, like, it just just give me that 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 question. I took the question and I started to ask myself, why do I operate the way I operate? And there's a reason. The easiest answer is it's just who I am. Yeah, right? I agree. but Send me. I'm starting to wonder now: Am I? Do I work the way I work because I'm afraid of something or I can, a business is more predictable than people. So I'll fall in love with a business or a project and spend more time with the business because I feel like I can control it versus I go spend time with people or let's say my family or because I saw my mom and my dad separate do I lean more into the thing that I trust versus what I saw as a kid? You know, this could this could end soon. I don't know. I, I don't think so. Uh, I sure, don't, I can hope not. But I think it. I think that question deserves the respect of like checking. I think that. Um, I think really good question. I think that people who are extreme in any area of their lives, whether it's a workaholic or a sexaholic or whatever, I think that they are masking something. And I th I think unless you get therapy and, you know, all that stuff, you you probably don't figure it out until it's like you're on your way out of here. <laughs> are we sick, guys? Are we? Well, I don't think it's an unhealthy. <laughs> I think I'm sick. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's an unhealthy obsession unless it is no. impacting your life in a negative way. Like, I, as long as you're managing it, you know. But there are certain obsessions, like drugs. No matter how you slice it, is an unhealthy obsession. An addiction to sex is an unhealthy obsession. You're hurting people. Being a workaholic could be too, if it's causing pain in your life. With your family. With your family and things that you really care about. So that was an excellent question, and we deserve to think about that. Yeah, good, good. Next, go for it. Never. I did it. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you ever stop teaching your kids things that you think they need to learn. It's not like if you see, if, yeah, if, if you see your kid doing something, and you have an opinion on it, I think it's a responsibility to share, right? Yo, this is my thought. Maybe not like pushing it, but I don't think you ever stop teaching your kids, right? Mm -mm. I don't think you ever stop. So you may stop pushing a certain idea, right? Um, like my mom, until four years ago, still said, you need to go back to college and 
finish your engineering degree. My, I will never go back to college and finish my engineering degree. I just won't. They'll have to give me an honorary diploma. And that just is what it is. <laughs> but it was a shift for her um, when she witnessed me in my element. Like she was so opposed to what I was doing and thought that it, it was wasteful. And you you really need to be in college and you really need to be this black woman engineer. She was so married to that idea that she wasn't open to seeing me in my element. That's all she saw. That's all she saw for me. And it wasn't until finally I invited her to see me in my element and she saw it and she saw the impact that I had on people. And she's like, wow, mm -hmm. that day, the notion of going back to college. And this is just like four years ago, five years ago. She the notion of me going back to college, she became a believer. The conversation shifted. So she still teaches me things. She still gives me her opinion, but it's no longer about going back to school. She said not too long ago, like, man, it still would have been great if you got that degree, mm. right? And it's because she was, she's so married to what a degree is supposed to be. It's like this prestigious thing. And I'm like, none of my friends use their degrees, my like, just get over it. So yeah, she'll still teach me. And, and even with my daughter, um, because of that experience and because it was so difficult for me to actually thrive as an entrepreneur because I was operating in secrecy, I lived with my mom for a long time and I didn't want her to see me coming by doing certain calls and to see me coming by listening to certain things because I knew that it would be disappointing. She, My mom attempted entrepreneurship so many times and it worked until it didn't. And she just didn't want me to be hurt the way that her not achieving her goals hurt her. So her goal was entrepreneurship didn't work for me. Let me, the job world worked for me. Let me make sure she gets a good job. But I'll never stop teaching my daughter. I just won't force my ideas. I tell her what I observe. Like, hey, I noticed that you do really well in this. Or I noticed that when you do this, you're not really consistent. Like, let's dig deeper into that. And it's conversations that she hates. She hates having these conversations <laughs> with me. But it's little things that she does. I'll hear her in conversations with her friends. Um, talking about things or I'll see whenever she randomly posts on Instagram and her caption might be something profound and I'm like, she got it. Yeah. She got. She ain't out here trying to put up, you know, update the new, this is her picture. She's actually talking about something that means something. I'm like, she gets it. Good, good. Uh, maybe one more then we got to wrap. One more from someone who hasn't yeah. asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> she was holding <laughs> on to the mic too. I'm not letting it go. Go ahead. So the question is, how do you, you said you don't see your children every day. How do you plan? That sound like... Basically, if you can't drive the message to your own kids, how are we impacting other people in the community? Um, I'll start. I think that people come when they're ready. So there are going to be people that I talk to, Neil talks to, David talks to, and we tell them, man, you should do this, that, and the other. You got to do X, Y, and Z. And they still don't get it. But one day, just like you talked about earlier, they're going to come back and say, hey, I'm ready. And we've put ourselves out there on a platform and completely exposed, exposed and vulnerable and transparent. And the people who are ready to receive are coming. They're coming. Right. And then there are different times when we'll go out into an environment and you're just kind of throwing shots out there. Whoever catches it, catches it. Right. And, and the same thing with your kids. They just may not be ready to receive it in that moment. Whereas a stranger has been looking for this information for so long and now they're ready to receive it. Yep. Mia? Yeah, I mean, I mean, she said it perfect. 
Yeah, I don't think I could say it any better other than just keep putting it out. Somebody's going to pick it up. You don't know who's going to pick it up. Like somebody, like I say, get in that room, get in the environment. Every time I'm in a room, I see him. I'm like, I, I didn't directly say it to him. I said it a couple, but I see he he's getting in the room and I see his life changing, getting better every time I see him. He's elevating. So you just don't know when they're going to catch it. So just keep putting it out there and don't look for them to catch it. Just put it out there. But my kids, I would like them to catch it, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, Man, you I, want I, them to catch I, it. I, I, I'm you, hoping they we, catch as it. As a parent, yeah. you want your kids to catch it. But trust me, they're going to drop some of it. I understand. <laughs> I think one thing we really, really got to focus on is our ability to say it, though. Because sometimes it's not that they're not receiving it because they're not receiving it. Sometimes you're not saying it in a way that they can receive it. Mm. So, like, that's a constant journey of communicating. So I used to do, like, these lives where nobody stands. Was it them? They're on social media looking for something or I'm making these videos and nobody's watching. They're, they're on there looking for something. But the more I work on my ability to say and communicate my idea, the more I stop looking at them saying, why y'all ain't getting it? And I started thinking, okay, how can I say, yo, Myron went from zero subscribers to like 100,000 100, subscribers. Now he's at like 100,000 subscribers. He went from 10,000. 10,000 Zero to 10 in 16 years. Yep. And then in 90 days to 10K to 100K. He is a master communicator. A master communicator. He could put out a video on YouTube land, ain't no marketing or nothing, because the, the people that see it are going to share that joint. He is a master communicator. And a lot of wisdom. A lot, a lot of wisdom. wisdom. He's been doing it for 40-something years. Yeah. That's it. He ain't drawing from an empty well, you know? Oh, for sure. So you got to work on your ability to communicate the idea mm-hmm. and just always remember, if they're not receiving it, it's probably because I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. And I'll continue. That that will that will push you to continue to grow. So uh, we, we got to wrap this up, man. Uh, good episode so far? It was pretty good? Y'all not going to clap? Let's see. <laughs> All right, so um, this is the part. Neo, we're going we're gonna to let you um, sponsor this episode. So you let everybody know. We'll, we'll start, and then you'll, you'll understand what's going on. You ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, cool. This episode is sponsored by my phone number. Send me a text, 404-737-4935. Stay up to date. The Morning Meetup is the most amazing organization on earth. Do y'all enjoy the Morning Meetup? Y'all not going to clap? All right, so themorningmeetup.com. I'm the only organization that gathers every single day. We are a community. We are a family. We are growing together. We read every day uh, together. And um, you can just send me a text, 404-737-4935, or go to themorningmeetup.com. Nice. This episode is also brought to you by Six Figure EDU, a community where we develop coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs, regardless of where you are in your business. We've got options for you if you are a beginner, if you are maybe at that six-figure mark, or if you're super advanced like Neo and Dave and you're looking to scale your business, get organized, hire teams, sales, all that good stuff, you can just text me, 404-737-2767. You're looking at this episode and you're like, man, I want to work with Donnie. How can she work with me? How can she coach me? How can she help develop me? 404-737-2767. Just text me. Tell me what you need. I yeah. feel like I was going to say text me too, but I just feel like that was too many texts. The only texts. reason that I did. But oh, first cool. of all, I I put you on. <laughs> no, you did To the text. No, you didn't. Go for it, y'all. 
Hey, I'm just happy to be on the episode. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Neil DeViso and just tap in with me. Um, a lot of free just gems. And I also want to give everybody listening like a free book or a free course. Text 404-737-0060 and just type free book or free course, whatever option you want so we could go in and bless you. And just keep tapping in, man. And for anybody listening, I want you to understand you really got what it takes. You just got to really put that work in. You can't stop. and You got to get yourself in an environment of people that actually believe in you and actually also smarter than you so you can start leveling up at a rate that you don't even know that's possible. Yeah. A lot can change in the year, y'all. Let's get it. It is. Yes. I love it, man. Yes, Look, yes. It's been a great episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this with somebody. We out. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit score grows, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or home. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Bill Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC, out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for Every workout is fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.